from the heart of Franklin, Texas, this is Dangerously Wrong. And welcome back to the show. Dave's back from Colorado. It's also nearly midnight, and we're just now recording this. Uh, Many of you have texted us asking what happened to the Friday show. It's here. Don't worry. No stress. No stress. Sneaking in under the radar, and so we'll try our best to figure it out. But Dave is back, back from Colorado. Winter Park, Colorado. He is – we just got back from – uh, dinner and then Dave had to run two errands in our town of 1500. It took yeah. him 45 minutes. Yeah. Would you like to, me to explain nope. what happened? Nope. Okay. Nobody. Let's pull the audience. Nope. Nobody wants to know. Fair enough. I don't want to tell the story anyway. Adam did a great job filling in. I bet you didn't listen to the show. Well, so we. I bet you, I bet you haven't listened I to it. I didn't listen to it go. yet. You don't even okay, support our we are own podcast. In the, we are in the vehicle. You, hey, uh, how long was the drive from Colorado back to it Texas? It was 15, but also I had six, seven or six other people in the vehicle. You couldn't find one hour in that 15? I had other people in the vehicle that want to listen to other things. How many people were in the vehicle? Seven. Seven people. Plus you, me, so, so eight. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. So it's eight six. people. So six. Seven people total. Seven total people. Yes. And you couldn't find one hour to listen to what you want to listen to? Nope. That doesn't sound right. I know. Not fair. We're grateful for all of you listeners out there that support the podcast more than David does. Yeah, we're so grateful. For the record, for what it's worth, formerly. I <laughs> Old podcast. To, I listen to every show back, constantly trying to make us better. David, constantly trying to bring us down. Kind of like the state of our country today. Mm. Texas. Good balance. Trying to make the union better. Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> Struggling. Struggling. David got uh, David got mastized. Mastized. Mom ties. Mom mastized. David wasn't properly wearing his N ninety five. Uh whatever the blue one is. So the That's one that's surgical mask. The surgical mask, mm-hmm. the one that they say doesn't work. So I guess this is the part where I tell the story. It's so not we, a good story. It so that we, but it it makes sense. A mom, it's pretty quietly fun. walked over. She and didn't asked you to quite. Put your, it wasn't quietly. She first asked off. you to put your mask on. It wasn't quietly. You did not hit her with facts. No, nope. you did not ask her why her libtard. I have friends. I have learned, uh, Bronson. If you didn't anything, even recommend the podcast. If there's anything that I have learned from you, it's to to li- let me rephrase. Now I'm not. I haven't even said anything. See, I'm already struggling. If there's anything I've learned from you, it's, it's, you know, I don't have to die on every hill. And that was definitely not worth my time exactly. to deal with the lib mom. And this is why it's and not so, podcast worthy. We talk, But it's funny. But COVID madness does continue. And um, I feel like we are in a bit of a time warp because Stanford University has recently kicked all fans out of sporting events again. It's like, what are we doing? They just are going to let family come to indoor sporting events the rest of the year. How does that make sense? There's science on that, I'm sure. COVID knows that it's your family. I'm sure They won't get your family. The Grammys are canceled. Good. That's fine with me. Dozens of people are crying. Uh, My brother-in-law, his sales conference, I think is what it is. His sales conference works for a huge medical sales company. Canceled. COVID. I mean, we're li- <laughs> aren't we living in deja vu all over again? 
It feels like it, and we've actually kind of done a we've done a podcast we've entitled Deja Vu. Deja Vu, we did. And so and this could be Deja Vu Part Two. You never, you know what I'm saying? Well, and here's the angle that I want us to take today, because this is all a political ploy. We recognize that by now. Well, uh, today Biden's mask backs mandate was heard by the Supreme Court which showed just how little or how much false information is out there. But this is all the politicians' fault, okay? I listened to a great podcast earlier this week from two doctors, Dr. McKay, Marty McKay, who from John Hopkins, who I can't recommend enough. And, you know, he talked about how in the early days, there was a consensus like, hey, let's be cautious. But then there was no data. And in the absence of information negativity fills the void. And in the absence of information, negativity filled it. Politicians took over. And what we got was instead of science, we got advocacy. Everybody with their two cents. So we're all being played. I think we all recognize that. We're all being controlled. But here's what I think is different. This is what's hit me this week that we've not covered this way. This is how I want to cover it today. The ultimate issue Lies with us. I mean, it's the politician's fault, but we are the ones that are allowing ourselves to be played. I mean, if you're masking your kid or letting your kid keep going to school and they're making them sit outside on a lunch pail in New York and Oregon, you know whose fault that is? That's the parent's fault. It's your school. Do something about it. I mean, I think that's why we've continued to talk about this. This is why we've tried to continue to bring it up, even though you may be like, golly, another show, more quarantine. Like, the people in Australia, you're allowing yourself to be quarantined. Fight back. Well, they can't fight back. They gave their guns over. I'm just saying. Kids left at home. Restaurants left with, you know, carry out only. The politicians are drunk on power, and they're pushing COVID fear porn down our throats, but it's only because we're letting them Right? Consent of the governed. This the only reason this is working is because we continue to let it happen. And at some point, those of you who don't live in the great state of Texas, the free state of Florida, at some point, you're going to have to man up, woman up, mama bear, papa bear up and say, enough is enough with the crap. There's nothing that supports this, and I'm tired of playing the games. Mm, you woke up and you chose violence, my friend. That's not violence. No, 100%. But it's okay, because I wake up and choose violence every other day. Today is not one of those days. Uh, but I think it's really funny. Um, and in the comment the mom made to me, uh, just kind of solidified, and I even texted you and said, I can't wait till we get back on the podcast and we can talk about these things. Uh, because it's like, my question is, is, well, I know where I know where they're getting their information from, um, but like, if they did a little bit of their own research, and that's all you got to do, parents, is do your own research, and you'll quickly find out with probably one click of a button that COVID is not a threat to your child. It, it really what I wanted to say to this mama bear who asked me to put my mask on for the kids, um, was that. Your child is probably more likely to die driving in your car 
in the snow, then your child is to die from COVID. Exactly. Especially the way people drive on mountain roads. Especially, and I can, I can, I can tell you, people in Colorado, snowing or not, are very confident in their driving skills. I mean, here, here's the. There's just some things that are worth repeating. There's some things that are worth going over. There's worth some things that are worth talking about. You know, they can't keep your kid in a mask if you don't let them. You know, they, they can't. They have the reason that they're able to do it is because they've convinced you. Like you just said it. Your child is more likely to die in a car crash than from COVID. Your kid is more likely to be murdered in Chicago than he is or she is to die from COVID. All you have to do is Google the number. And yet there are people out there who don't believe that. Yeah. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor today said... A hundred thousand children are in the ICU with COVID. I was about to say that. Right? That's not true. That's that's disinformation. Listen to this. But guess what? No one's tagging that for There's actually less than a hundred children in the hospital today with COVID. And guess how you found that, Bronson? The numbers are available. A click of a button. But they know you're they're letting you, right? They can make you scream at the unvaxxed because you fell for the lie that if you get vaxxed, then you can't give COVID or get COVID. But I feel like there people are quickly figuring out vaxxed. People are quickly figuring out that that's not true. It's definitely changing. But listen to this. I want to hit this quote right here. Your girl, Saki. I love her. You love her. Love her today. She's your crush, for sure. Super, my celebrity crush. This was her line yesterday at the White House press conference. Quote, we are still very much in the middle of a pandemic affecting all Americans. Uh, no, we're not. Is the COVID pandemic, David, affecting you close. today? No. I've asked her to call me. I mean, she hasn't. the only reason they're able to get away with saying that is because no one's it's, looked and said. because of, But it's because of their, their power and their I'm status. A, let me ask you a question. Okay. Why won't the media... I'm going to pretend I'm the media. I'm just going to ask you this question. How Wait, simple, are, you, are you leftist media or Republican No, I'm just media? saying, how simple would it be for the media to, to ask this question? How come kids in Texas aren't dying? Well, it would be... I, the, here's my thing. is I feel like they do ask those questions. But if you watch, especially if you watch Joe Biden, Kamala, my homegirl, Saki, whatever, however you say her name. Like, they just dodge the question. It's a big dodge. They get asked stuff like that all the time. I don't know about all the time. Okay. 70% of the time, they get asked stuff like How that. How about this and question? And they dodge it. How come the economies, the 10 best states, the econ- the 10 best economies are all red states? Why is that the case? Because, I don't know. I'm not I'm not this COVID expert. I don't sit here. It's all How my opinion. How come millions of people, millions the population swing, California has never lost population since it became a state. Now it's lost population two years in a row. Over a million people have left the state of California alone. How come the top 10 places to move to are all in either Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, or Arizona? Mm. Red states. Red states. What's funny is uh, is I saw my second my second celebrity crush AOC, AOC 
She right. was chilling uh, maskless in Florida, just enjoying the free state that it is. Yes. The nice weather. She was with a friend. Like, she was with know, her boyfriend. It was, she was with her boyfriend. They she were just said, having a good time. She had a great line there. Maybe this has been the problem my whole life. She said the reason people hate her is because they can't date her. That's what she said? Yeah. Like, that's why you're mad, bro. I just think you want that to people... Date me, but you can't. I think... Maybe I, that's I disagree. why... I disagree. That's why so many. I disagree. People I think me. she's the crazy one. You know what I'm saying? Like the one where like every guy like guys date her, and she's just a little too crazy, and so they kind of like pump the brakes and leave. I think she's just too crazy for anybody. I just, I think it's like there's one of these things where we, or <laughs> maybe she's not the same person that she is on TV. Maybe she's got two different personalities. The the fact she is makes- screaming. Uh, she is screaming uh, freaking mask up and women's yes. rights and all this stuff. But, like, that's one side of her. But then the other side of her is, like... Are you inferring that hey. politicians are two-faced? Oh, David? for sure. No. AOC, 100%. You're going to get us flagged again. I, I just don't understand this. If Florida, She's screaming climate change, but like, guess what? She's enjoying the hot sun the, in, in December well, in Pol- Florida. And didn't say nothing about climate change, Pelosi by the bought way. a house in Florida. I mean, Shocker. on a beach, which Pelosi says on a beach that Pelosi argues will be underwater in five years. But she bought a house there. Here's I, I, I thought it was funny because we <laughs> saw this a little bit with the Orange Bowl, right? The players that went down to the Orange Bowl. Hilarious. Georgia. Pelosi, Georgia she's Michigan my third celebrity crush. When the Michigan players got off the plane, they were asked, you know, like he said, one of the Michigan players said, well, we just we know Florida is such a hotbed. We just want to be careful, right? We're just being cautious. Well, Florida is such a hotbed for COVID. Then why are all the Democratic lawmakers Florida's vacationing hot there? in general. I mean, it's a simple question. I bet they went to Disney World. I mean, Eric Swalwell, who's married to a Chinese spy, he was also there, right? He was seen the week after AOC. How does he know that? And he literally had just tweeted a week earlier he had tweeted, we are in the middle of a pandemic of the maskless, unvaccinated Americans who refuse to wear their mask and get the jab. And then he goes to Florida. I love and of this course, topic of discussion we're on right now. They find him in a hotel <laughs> with his child. He was like with his child and his dog. I don't know. Anyways, maskless, just like AOC. AOC was at a gay club dancing oh, gay like club? crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was a gay club. Hmm. I didn't know she was gay. She's not. Oh. But those... Confusion. You know, yeah. I mean... <laughs> That's it, bro. That's I mean, it. Like, That's why she can't find love. I think uh, she can find love. Where, I don't what, know. That, what does that have to do with this? I don't know. You're dangerously wrong right she now. She is searching Anyways, for love in Florida. I just say... She's looking for a Republican to we, date. Are you intentionally yelling? Because yes. David Max no. said you yelled. Quit yelling. This You're- is a great. We got to stay on this topic. This is my favorite topic. It's just people have come out and they've literally said Ron DeSantis. They Sucks. call him Death Santis. And yet, the only thing that's happened is every celebrity wants to go to Florida. Hey, but the great thing for them, they're getting used to it because in like three or four years or whatever... DeSantis is going to be president. Maybe. I don't know, man. I I don't know about that. But what I know is that, isn't it? uh, They're getting used to it. You know, I was reading in a book. Golly, I got it around here somewhere. I was reading in a book just this week about the anger of people 
is is really just a sign of how jealous they are of you. That they're that so much anger. It's a it's a science study. I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't remember it all. I'm ruining it right now, dude. But maybe that that's like at the end of the day. So my wife is jealous of me. Maybe so. At the end of the day, here's what I know. The I can I can confidently this is not a commentary statement. The power that has come from the political grab of these people, the power that has come from it has put them in a place where they cannot give it back. And we are living in like the 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 time of of patriarchy and kings and queens all over again where the rules are for them don't apply to us and yet they have convinced so many democrats they've con- convinced themselves they've convinced but they've convinced so many americans that they're the party of working class americans that they're the party of the middle class here's my question to you do you think they believe the things that they say no not a chance not even just a little bit no not the politicians. The people believe them. We're, we're going to cover that in our next segment. But they don't believe they 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 don't believe it for one second. I mean, we're two years into a pandemic in which more people have died during the vaccine era under Joe Biden's presidency than under Trump without the vaccine. So you you look at the data. There's just there's just nothing there. I mean there. They only get to play you if you continue to let them. They they only get to keep you locked down if we continue to let them, right? I mean, they can continue to toy with your kids. They can continue to use them as political pawns if you let them. Mm-hmm. But the data is now, so, it, it's so out there. We have shared it endlessly on this. And... I just think the science is clear, and they're not following any of it. Mm. Mm. I, I mean, I think if you were to ask them, if you were to put them on a lie detector, they know that they're they're professional politicians. But I'll say this because we've we have made this show. I think on being consistent and fair. Here's the deal: plenty of Republicans are to blame as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't I don't think that camp. The blame lies. The blame with one is camp. on career politicians. Yeah, hundred percent. I I would I would stand firm in that and and agree with that. I mean, I think that was the attraction to Donald Trump. Is Donald Trump was not anti-gay marriage. Yeah. Right. He was okay with it. He had had multiple wives. He wasn't really that religious. But why did he win over so many on the conservative right? Because he was different. Yeah. He was willing to speak his mind, even if you didn't agree with it. You felt like then you had the ability to speak your mind, and he wasn't controlled by the lobbyists. Like at the end of the day, here's what we know. We just saw in Chicago, and I'll circle back to it. Chicago City Schools are shut down right now. 77% of the teachers voted not to go to school. Why? COVID fears. That's so dumb, bro. One of the top financiers so bad for those kids, of man. the Democratic Party is teachers, unions, and lobbyist groups. And that's what sucks about this. Kids are suffering because of the stupidity of adults. But their control... And it's, the stupidity of their parents. I think it's like... I think what's so what's so obvious is you simply... 
I have said this about college football for years, and I, we're not this in the sports segment right here, but it is a perfect analogy. You want to know what's going to happen, follow the money trail. So you want to know what's going to happen with playoff expansion? Figure out where the most money is. Yeah. Like the money is going to show you. The money is always going to dictate. And what we have right now is the reason you've got crime waves sweeping these democratic cities. Well, George Soros is funding these DAs to be soft on crime, short on sentences. So it's why it's happening. The reason you have these I, lawmakers. I forget where it's at, but like you literally can walk into like. A, like like a small San Francisco. store, like a like a Walgreens or yes. something, and steal what? Up to nine hundred dollars. Up to and walk out and they're walking they out can't with trash take, They can't arrest you. That's right. They've done away with that. New York City. Well, they did away with it because people were just New, taking big time advantage of New it. New York City just said no, 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 no. It's still in place. They did away with being able to arrest you. Oh, New York City just okay. said. New York City just said if you rob someone at gunpoint, but you don't shoot them, there's no longer jail time. What do you get? Slap on the wrist? Fine. I mean, like, and and here here remains the deal. I don't know. Did I? Hold on. I, there was, I'll, I'll tell you in a nutshell, the, the biggest piece of all of this comes from the fact that the money involved in all of this is through the roof. Listen to this. I'm, I'm going to read it really quickly, okay? This is the basis for more booster shots. Okay. Okay? Here's the basis for more booster shots. For the January 7, 2022 authorization concerning the dosing intervals of the booster dose to at least five months after completion, the, the FDA reviewed. Here's what they reviewed. Accepted publications, published publications, and safety data provided by the Israeli Ministry of Health, which included data on 4.1 million doses of the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine given to individuals 16 years of age or older. Here's what it says. Although the overall composition of the Moderna vaccine is different than the Pfizer vaccine, both are mRNA vaccines with safety and efficacy profiles that, though not identical, are relatively similar. Acknowledging the differences, listen to that. Acknowledging the differences, it is reasonable to make the inference that safety data on the five-month interval for the booster doses obtained in the population in Israel can also apply to the Moderna vaccine based on the totality of scientific evidence. Why are they only studying the Pfizer vaccine? That was in a nutshell. That went away from my head. Basically, they are saying all data for why a booster shot is safe is coming from one place, and that place is Pfizer. So I have... They didn't even do... They don't even have data on the Moderna vaccine. They're saying Pfizer furnished us with this data. They said it was safe to take the booster five months later, and we think the vaccines are similar enough, so it also applies to the Moderna vaccine. So I had this conversation with a leader uh, on our trip. On the way back, actually, we started talking about the vaccine and stuff like that, and I... I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. You know how I like conspiracy theories and how I just kind of like to work through things. But so we, I started talking about how it's kind of fishy how so we've so if you've gotten the vaccine, you've taken two shots and then you've taken a booster with another one on the way. And so 
my thought process, and you can shoot me down if you want, but my thought process is this. So, as we know, a lot of the higher up, some of the higher up government officials, some of the like big names, people all have stock and shares in Big Pharma. And so, my thought process was this. One, and it just kind of cooperates with like, you're seeing like these these big names in the government like taking vacations to red states enjoying their freedom and things like that and so my thought process is this is that they're shoveling all of their money into this stock in which this big pharma company is making vaccines that's being distributed out they're making millions upon millions maybe even billions i don't know what what kind of money they're making but in turn these higher up government officials are making some pretty big money off of this stuff and so why would they why would they get rid of vaccines? Like why would they not stop making boosters? Why would they not keep pushing the fact that oh, I understand that vaccines uh whatever you want to uh call it um you know, what's the word? When they 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 become different, it's like a different variant or whatever, I don't know. Mutate, mutate, right? The and vaccine so, doesn't mutate, but the virus does. The virus mutates, yeah. right? And so, why would they be quote unquote? I'm putting quotes around that. So, why would they give it up? And why wouldn't they keep just saying, "Yeah, you need a booster every six months"? Exactly. Yeah, yeah you need to you need to do this every. So, why would they get rid of COVID when it's a huge money pit? Hundred percent. I mean, here's what's wild: we have an NIH which Fauci's the head of. Who has forty-two Fauci. billion dollars in grant money? And I heard yesterday that of that forty-two billion dollars in grant money, the NIH has put 06 percent toward COVID research. Every study we have is from somewhere other than America. Yeah. Because Why? because a, we're not putting the truth out there, brother. Now, I didn't have time. We we could look into that this week because I think one place to look. If you want to go look, I think an interesting place would be to look at Pfizer stock for four years under Trump and then to look at it today. Trump made no secrets. He went after Big Pharma. Yeah. He lowered the price of insulin. He lowered the price of the EpiPen. You remember the EpiPen was like, I don't know, 850 bucks, and he lowered it to 24 bucks or whatever. And and Big Pharma hated him for it. Yeah. And definitely, th- there this there is precedent for this on both sides of the aisle of politicians. There was legislation that tried to be passed. Nancy Pelosi actually shut it down, saying elected officials shouldn't be able to have stock. They should have to sell all their stock the moment they become elected. And she said, no, she was asked point blank about it. She said, no, well, time and time again, she has, she has benefited. Uh, I heard about, uh, in a, in a town I previously lived in, I heard about a city council member. The city council was voting to rezone an area that was going to be major development Prior to it being public information, she had her husband go buy up all the land. The city then rezoned it. She sold it to a developer. They made billions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, if that happens at the lowest levels of local government, it's obviously happening at the highest levels of government. And Joe Biden in his State of the Union address the other day, which if you've ever watched those, you really should watch them. He's sitting in front of a window. It's a TV set. They've built a fake set. Yeah. And they even put... Fake snow. They change the seasons out the window. Like it's wild. You're being played before your very eyes. They're not even trying to disguise it. But he, in his speech, he never mentioned uh, holistic treatment, preventive medicine. 
he mentioned the Pfizer pill and said, this thing's a game changer. I'm also in the camp that that these higher-up government officials aren't actually taking the vaccines and boosters. Well, I, I that I don't know. Well, I, you don't are, know, but like I, it's pretty. I, I just feel like it's pretty. But here's it's the, a, it's there pretty, are doctors. There are doctors that I listen to, um, that I trust. Um, Doctor Marty McKay is one of the ones that I trust the most. I think. Where do you and listen to her at? It's a him. Him. Uh, he's John Hopkins. You can follow him on social media. Okay. Uh, I followed the John Hopkins page from the very beginning. Uh, you go back to March 22nd. March 22nd was a Sunday. March 22nd, we received notification, right? Church had to shut down. Uh, I was not happy about it. Not here, boy. Um, and, you know, we went along. I received a letter that day from a church member uh, sharing a study, basically saying that COVID was going to be, COVID was going to kill 2 million people. And so I immediately started digging, and I came across John Hopkins. Their dashboard has been really great, really incredible. And it was following that piece that I became confident with opening church back up. But one of the things that he's talked about is that you should get vaccinated. He, I mean, the, the, I think the vast majority of doctors out there say being vaccinated from this is good. We've got to get immunity. Natural immunity is great. But we'd prefer you not go out and make yourself get the virus because it can be dangerous to you. And so they encourage the vaccine. But just from a different standpoint, uh, Dr. McKay is one of the people that has encouraged the vaccine. Hey, you shouldn't have taken it four weeks apart. That's crazy. It should have been three, four months apart. The booster is irrelevant had the vaccine been administered correctly. And at the end of the day, you have a situation where... Wait, so now they're saying the vaccines weren't administered correctly? Well, I mean, they they gave you two doses four weeks apart. I mean, there's a lot of doctors who have major reservations about that. Why four weeks? Well, there's spe- that's merely speculation. Why were they given four weeks apart? Well, it's estimated or it's assumed that that's what the trial was, that the trial study was four weeks. Why? Well, because they're trying to rush a vaccine to market. Mm-hmm. So... They administered one. They waited four weeks. They administered another. They did some early testing. Seems like this thing is effective against minimizing COVID. At that point, they were saying. So I, I think the people who've gotten it, like Trump has advertised getting both shots and the booster. Why would he lie about that? You know, I mean, in fact, he took heat from his supporters for doing it. So I think they're getting it. I think they're smart to get it. You saw Cuomo he stockpiled vaccines and tests for his own family members at the early end of the pandemic. I think you got to go back and remember 2019 when nobody knew anything. It's hard to. Nobody knew anything. And you're saying, hey, this thing could be very scary. This thing could be very deadly. So I think those people, I think they've taken the vaccine. I, I think, you know, I think they believe that, hey, the vaccine is good, but it is a scratch my back. I'll scratch your back. Hey, we're going to make Pfizer rich. We're stockholders. We're going to get rich in the process as well. You know, why did the J&J vaccine disappear? Blood clots. That's what happened. Okay. Yet, listen to this. Uh, Kaiser Permanente, which is a a medical firm, just updated these myocarditis rights on the Pfizer vaccine. One in 2,700 boys aged 12 to 16 are developing myocarditis. That's a a staggering difference 
than the blood clots of the J&J vaccine. Listen to this, one in 1,860 men aged 18 to 24 are developing myocarditis, one in nearly 1,900? And they shut down the J&J vaccine for like six blood clots? That's fishy. I mean, that's science and they're not following it. I think what's really alarming is you have the FDA, um, the FDA, we talked about this. Do you remember when we talked about the number one and two? Uh, Phil Krause and Marion Gruber were the number one and the number two at the FDA, and they resigned over being pressured by the Biden White House to approve boosters for teenagers. Mm. They resigned. The number one and the number two at the FDA resigned because they said, we're not following we're not we're not following this approval process. Well, now the FDA FDA is pushing forward with boosters for teens, and what they've decided to do is to skip the committee advisory process. They're just going to approve it. I mean, the, these things are a we're, we've reached a point now where we are doing real harm to people, and I just I just struggle with a couple things, and I can't for the life of me figure out. We we gotta we gotta do a better job of walking through this. If you're out there and you could help us, help us. But eighty percent of New York City is vaccinated, and yet there's more patients in an ICU in New York City right now than there's ever been from COVID. Like I, I don't get that. So if you're getting all the things that they said to get, I get it. Why are you get? Why are we getting sicker? I mean, so, I think that, that that's so just that's just worth being. This alarmed. also goes to another one of my conspiracy theories. Like I, I think in and I and I feel and I've said this before. I said it not last week, the week before, but or a few weeks ago, that I think that the vaccine breaks down your immune system and makes you more susceptible to getting the virus. Well, that would also go along with uh, them pushing more boosters. So that they can continue to rake in the money through big pharma and their stocks. Yeah, two two things. Uh, I think there is reasonable scientific debate being had about have we pumped our bodies too full of COVID, and so we're experiencing viral overload, which is making the vaccinated super spreaders. I mean, that is that is not. I don't think that's a reach at all. I don't I don't think that's a conspiracy theory at all. I think there's going to be good evidence that comes out. I mean, I think I got COVID from a vaccinated individual. You're no um, longer a physical you know, specimen. When you look at the areas where it's spreading like crazy, New York County has a 90% vax rate, has mask mandates, and currently today has the highest COVID rate in the country. So there's something that's happening among the vaccinated. How dumb you got to be to continue to play by the rules in those states, man, or those cities. I saw this number the other day. It really shocked me. I did not know it was this high. The case, the the daily COVID cases right now in the United States are 265,000 a day. Wow. That's that's higher than, than when it started. It's high, it's higher than it's ever been, yet we still have stadiums. We, we had the SEC play a hundred thousand people in a stadium every Saturday for what four months. How, how come the records aren't being set in Alabama or Mississippi or Georgia or Florida or Tennessee or Kentucky? 
like, southern states, baby. Why? I'm just kidding. Like, why Why doesn't the average person out there just ask themselves a question? Why is it that Los Angeles and New York and New Jersey and Michigan aren't letting people go inside, eat inside, go to school inside, go in a stadium, and yet they can't get, they have vax passports, they have mass mandates, and yet they can't get a handle on it. And the South, which is open and free and maskless, is not seeing the same surges. I mean, what? Why? Why doesn't anyone? I mean, dude, people are thriving here. Exactly, and that's what makes this. That's what makes this so crazy. Is that Jen Psaki says we're in the middle of a pandemic Love affecting her. all Americans, and you can look and say, "Well, we literally have a control group. It's called Florida." Yeah. In Los Angeles, you know, there, it's it's a race to see who's dumber. Which I think some people have have woke up. Right, we obviously see that that people are moving out of those states to red states. Hopefully, they're not bringing their politics with them, but that's neither here nor there. But they're fleeing from where? I mean, they're fleeing from they're fleeing from mandates. They're fleeing from lockdowns. Right? They're they're freeing their kids, which I think is a big thing. That that they're moving to these states to allow their kids to live normal lives. Can you imagine how messed up that generation is going to be kid-wise of of the California and the New Yorks and the Brooklyns and all that? Like, can you imagine how messed up they're going to be? Not just to mention. Mentally, how far back they're going to be just in the educational process. Yeah, but here's what's missed. Like, Here's what's missed. Most of the kids you're talking about we're already behind to begin with. That's the saddest part. You're right. They're going to be messed up. 100%. Chicago dude. public schools are 80% minority, 15% can't speak English, and nearly all of them are on a reduced or free lunch. That's who we sent home for distance learning? Sad, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, we have studies showing that uh, kids are failing. They're failing tests at an all-time rate. High schoolers across the U.S. are reporting some of the most alarming mental health declines uh, between ev- uh, depression and suicide ever. Uh, this year, the standardized testing, teens are failing classes at a, at a record rate that are critical to development. We know for a fact that kids need to be able to see a face in order to learn safety skills and getting a, and and social skills and commu- and verbal skills. And yet, the group that you're talking about, minority, underserved, underprivileged, undereducated, they're the ones who've been left behind the most, and they were already behind to begin with. And I, I just don't understand how, as educators, as lawmakers, your conscience allows you to go to sleep at night. And and what we saw the this week, I, I, we'll just close this segment here. The CDC changed the language from get a booster to check and see if you're up to date. Hmm. Subtle. So guess what that means? No, subtle. Am I up to date? That sounds like a reoccurring booster, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's exactly like all these things that we made up. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, here's what I think about the booster. 
I'm not sure that the booster was ever about stopping the virus. I think the vaccine limits the symptoms enough. But what they noticed was they needed something in order to keep up the facade yeah. that this thing was out of control and the government was the only one that could save you. But you're right. The current has started to shift just a little. Just ever so slightly. If you begin to listen to people, because what's the new deal? Cloth masks. What's the new What's the new verbiage on cloth masks? Eh, don't work. What is it, N95s or Gotta something Got to wear an like N95 or yeah. a KN95. I saw a video of a, uh, I think she was a government official um, in, in one of these states. She was talking about mask. She was on. She was on the air. Yes. And and she was like, "Yeah, I just sent my I just sent my kids to school." And she pulled up like the two different size masks. Right. Make sure you get a kid mask right. so it'll fit their face. But I also send them with a cloth cloth mask just just if they feel uncomfortable. They can. I always send my kids with two masks to school. Like, well, here's ugh, the thing: you've your had kids must hate you. I just want. I just, I just, I wish you'd have asked the lady because you have. I, you I have couldn't the, do it. But you have the pillars of the liberal, um, the the liberal control apparatus coming out and saying you should not be wearing a cloth mask. It is pointless. Okay. Now they are saying it because they're trying to drive greater fear, and get you into a KN95. But if you're left wearing a cloth mask, you're wearing it based on who? Literally, no one is saying wear a cloth mask now. I've all, I have also wanted to ask her uh, if her and her family were vaccinated because if you're vaccinated and that is the case and you put your faith and trust into this vaccine and booster, then why does it matter what I do? Sure, but... Uh, that that's also a great question to ask. I should have asked, but I'm surrounded by students. I need to be respectful and just be like, it is what it is. And so I just put my mask up and continue to kick button pool. Well, I think it's hilarious because we've we've seen some things happen. The New York Times this week said people who are obese are at a greater risk to dying of COVID than healthy people, and that we need to work out more. <laughs> Okay, well, I think someone said that in 2019. Uh, there was another study that came out that said we must get kids in in-person schooling. Yep. Uh, the new mayor in New York, which has mass mandates and vax passports, said we can't keep shutting kids down. We must be in school. She's yeah, smart. I, it's a he. He's, I think, it doesn't matter. Eric Adams. They could be whoever they want. I think Donald Trump said that in 2019 was that kids had to be in in-person. Uh They've come out and made statements that cloth masks are facial decoration that serves no purpose. Yeah, people have been saying that for two years. And if you said that, if you said your cloth mask can't do anything, if you said that in 2019, Twitter suspended your account. Now CNN is saying your cloth mask is pointless. There's actually now been a RCT, a randomized control study. Here's what it found. Listen to this. Moisture retention... Uh, reuse of masks and poor filtration actually are resulting in cloth masks making people sicker 
Their findings were this, quote, cloth masks should not be recommended for use by anyone. So that's when they went to the N95s? So, yeah. I mean, Fauci in April of 2020 said if everyone just wore a cloth mask, we're protecting each other. But here's what I think is happening. Has he redacted that statement yet? No. He's redacted nothing. I know. He but here's what, what he here's what's happening. Believe it or not, I think the bulk of the people are getting wiser. And I think they're beginning to look around. Even your boy, LeBron James. 100%. I was about to say that. Says, and he's not my boy. I don't hey, have a so left crush on him. So I'm vaccinated and I'm having to miss games? Uh, then why do we get vaccinated? Great question, LeBron. Finally, I'm so glad you're on the train. And I think what's happening is what we have been harping on from the beginning, which is they can only control you if you let them. Here's the problem, Bronson. I feel like we've given them too much power, and this has gone on way too much. I feel like, I and I don't want to have this negative mindset. You're about to tell me, would that mindset you defeated? But, like, we've given them so much power for so long. It almost feels impossible to get any of it back. Even with voices like LeBron James, who who they used very strongly yeah. to push their agenda. So if he flips a script, they're just gonna silence him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so you ask the question, how did we get here? How do we Well got here because we're idiots. How did well how did we become idiots? This we, was the question. We ate of the nasty food that they laid in front of us well, and devoured it. This was the question. Okay. I'm not going to say we because I did not. Dr. Robert Malone went on the Joe Rogan podcast and he delivered an explosive, groundbreaking podcast that was immediately shut down by all of big tech, which can only mean one thing. Uh, it must be full of fact. Uh, I, uh, unfortunately, Dr. Malone, not available for our show. Only didn't the, he? Only, didn't he get suspended from Twitter? Yes, permanently. Or shut permanently. Down from yep. Uh, only Fauci available for our show. Okay, gotta get the booster. Don't listen to Doctor Malone. I hate when Fauci comes. He always tries um, to stick me with a vaccine. But it's this idea, this concept. It immediately started trending on Twitter. And what was interesting, if you saw it, was Google couldn't figure out how to censor fast enough what he had said. And Joe Rogan asked him, "How did we get?" here how did we get to intelligent educated normal people losing their ever loving minds over this and dr malone's answer was mass formation psychosis mass formation psychosis can you still find this podcast uh yes yeah, you can still listen to it um Go save it mass formation psychosis was European researchers discovered and pinpointed this this um, this state mass formation psychosis uh, in Germany in the 1920s and the 1930s, where super educated people went literally insane and justified the extinguishing of an entire religious group. And so he says, uh, and I'm going to unpack it for just a second, then we'll talk about it. He said. That is what the Europeans discovered caused how the Germans were able to get all these other educated people on board with doing away with the Jews. And basically, in a nutshell, I'm going to simplify it as best I can. 
He said, when you have a society that has become isolated from each other, while at the exact same time being inundated with anxiety and uh, feelings that nothing makes sense, right? Like confusion. And then all of a sudden that, that something's off, they can't seem to figure it out. He said, that's step one. Okay. You have to have a society that is anxious and feels like something just seems off. I'm seeing and I'm hearing one thing, but my gut is telling me something different. Well, that sounds a little familiar. He says, then all of a sudden, their attention, as it's scanning the horizon, they're looking for a million things. They're looking for everything that makes sense. Immediately, their attention is fixated on one singular point. COVID, the vaccine. And he says, it's like a hypnosis type stance. And then people come on the scene with a promise of the ability to fix it. With a promise that, hey, we have the ability to fix this one singular problem. And he said the result was this research uncovered mass formation psychosis. And what happened was people began to follow that person blindly despite the data despite the facts, and anyone who attempted to stop it or to deliver some other form of information was immediately shut down, was immediately viewed as a threat, and was immediately done away with. I mean, it sounds really, really incredible. And so when you think about, hey, what, where were, where were people's attention? Where were, they, where were they fixated on? How did all of this work? I mean, it's a it's a pretty simple situation to understand how we got here, and um, I'm going to play this clip real fast. And uh, when you think about the promise of being able to fix the problem, listen to this. Look, there is no federal solution. Let's get solved at a state level. What I would say is, I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. I am not going to shut down the economy, period. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus and deliver economic relief, I'm going to shut down the virus, but not, I never said I'd do it in two months. Promise of safety. Mm. I'm not saying he's right, but I'm saying it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. 100%. Like... I need to listen to that podcast. He's too smart for me. Uh, just trying to wrap my head around it all, really. Like, how it... Like, I get how we got to this... I get what he's saying and how we got to this point um, on how it... I think about it like it, this. It's I, super I, easy to get fixated on. We... we my, my family talked about this a little bit at Christmas. I kind of think about, like, 9-11. If I follow his if I follow his reasoning and I think about 9/11, 9/11 happened and what happened to the country? They, they galvanized, yeah. yeah. It came together. Why? Well, people didn't run inside, people ran outside. We had the creation of National Night Out. It was like, hey, you got to get to know your neighbors. It was a 
Alan Jackson released that song, you know, wherever you in the world stop turning. You know, we, we, we slowed down for a friend. We took time to hug someone. We cherished our kids, right? Like people got more patriotic. People came together because people were outside. Well, the first step of COVID was actually not vaccine or, or, or any of that. The first step was what? Remember the phrase? 15 days to slow the spread. And where did you have to go? Your home. Home. So the first thing they did that was so opposite the last time this country faced a crisis was they sent us to isolation. Facing what? Well, according to Dr. Malone's theory, facing uh, anxiety, facing fear, facing an uncertainty that I don't really know what's going on. And so you went back in your house and you were locked down. And when you turned on the news, think back to 2019. What was on the news? COVID. That was one of them. Uh, American cities were burning. Oh, true. Burning to the ground. BLM. Antifa. Right? It was chaos. Yeah. So then what did Joe Biden say? He came on the scene and he said, if you elect Donald Trump, everything you've seen will continue. There's going to be riots. There's going to be chaos. There's going to be BLM. There's going to be burning of cities, murdering of people. COVID is out of control. The economy's tanking. Your kid can't go to school. You can't go to work. But if you elect me, and what did he do? He said, I'm the savior. Boom. A hypnotic state. And I think you you just think about how the two things swayed and that the time that comes that we celebrate the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, we're actually probably more divided than we were on that day 20 years earlier. Yeah. 20 years earlier, we hosted community parades. We rallied together. 20 years later, we're literally inside cowering in fear and turning on each other. Literally so much that we're sticking our kids in our trunk. So that's the story. That's the story. I I think it is the perfect analogy for exactly what happened. I mean, you ask yourself, if you don't know, if you don't know what we're talking about, you ask yourself, what does this look like? Well, Houston, uh, if you don't live in Houston, you may not have heard the story. But in Houston, Sarah Beam, who, by the way, is a teacher, has been arrested for sticking her 13-year-old son in the trunk because he got COVID and she didn't want to catch it and she was quarantining him until she could get him to a testing site. And she pulled up to the testing site. People hear someone banging on the trunk, screaming for their life. Please let me out. Document said witnesses told him Beam said she would not receive a COVID test until the child was removed from the trunk, placed in the back seat. The witnesses then called the police. And she said that in order to protect herself from being exposed, she decided the safest place for the boy was in the trunk. What about him? She that works, ain't safe. She works as a teacher at Sci Falls High School and has been with again. the district since 2011. She ain't teaching again. How does a 
educated individual with all of this information that exists out there come to the point where you put your son in a trunk? I mean, <laughs> I don't know that Dr. Uh, Malone God, is me, right. Man. I don't know that he's right. I don't right. know. It sounds pretty right to me. So then it got me thinking, Dave. It got me thinking about a little group you and me know pretty well here in Franklin, Texas, associated with our church. Oh, man. Who, uh, let's just say, I'm Yo, not going to. Are we going down this road? I'm just. Are we just, going down this road? I just, listen, I just, this is my therapy session. As I was telling my friend Joe Wilson, I said, Leah says, this is why I'll never need therapy. Because <laughs> you, <and me, laughs> you and me get to do this for an hour, hour a week. But I was just thinking about it. I thought, hey, there's a group of people. There's about, it, it, there's about 12 people who, let's just, let's just cut to, they hate my guts. Okay, about 12 of them. Same, bro. Golly, they have no idea. So they hate my guts. (laughs) Okay, well, they listen literally to one individual who hates my guts the most. Okay, and he and I. Which, by the way, I finally met this dude after being here for a year. I didn't even meet him. He didn't shake my hand or nothing. But I finally finally got to have a picture, which he looks nothing like what I pictured, by the way. I thought small, scrawny. Oh, no. He's pretty big. Yeah, he is. Uh, But he just looks pissed off at the world. Yeah, but he's pissed off at me. Well, he looks and, really, I mean, he looks so mad that I, I don't And literally, where like, you think about that situation, we are in Not a, an approachable dude, no, by the way. No, we're in a, in a meeting, and we're saying, hey, these are the biblical expectations of what it takes to be a Bible study leader. There's 19 other people in there. 19. What didn't this uh, say exactly. First Baptist okay. Franklin? So Did I sound like him? 19 <laughs> of the 20 people literally said... Uh, is this a joke? Like this is the most makes sense. Stuff I was so ever. Ki- I didn't know what to say, and I was sitting there. Bronson, I'll figure out something to say. Um, but like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. First off, second off, uh, we've used this word a lot in the past two or three weeks, probably a month. And I think though, and I think the government officials need a little bit of this, um, but it's the word accountability. Um, and I think that all across the board, we are lacking in, in in accountability. This guy's lacking accountability in his life. That's why he's acting the way he's acting. I know, but look, here's the deal. Here's what I'm trying to prove. I know you're trying to talk about COVID. Is that look? Think about this. If I'm trying to prove Dr. Malone's theory correct. This guy's perfect. It's a group of senior adults fair, who went into lockdown, who did nothing but watch CNN. CNN Let's just be honest. Because a lot of them CNN. lean awfully liberal in their, uh, uh, you know. COVID. Yes. But there's been some beliefs. liberal theology here in the past. And so some of these people lean kind of liberally. So they probably watch CNN. Some might have watched Fox News. Either way, both are negative. Both are doom and gloom. Okay. Doom and gloom. They then came out of hiding 14 months after hearing, hey, we're not going to make it. And not only did they find that everybody in town was still living, but they found that the church had grown while they were gone. Yeah. And so what? It's like I can't make sense of it and then snap fixated to one thing what was that one thing my fault and one savior i'll fix it right and so receding you, hairline man bad you That's look what at <laughs> just that was look a good at, <laughs> you look at what could make 
these nice, normal people despise a pastor? Like, I've never met them, but from what I've heard, nice is <laughs> not one thing that they I think have. they're nice people. I really do. Most of them are have ne- I've okay. Never- I feel like I've said that. I feel like I've said that that these. I really do, and I think this is what COVID has done to us, but, like, and what's wild is, you know, I talked about it a few weeks ago when I preached, but, like, like these people have been lied and deceived, right? Like, they've they've drank the Kool-Aid that the government has given them, that CNN puts all over uh, the TV and online and stuff like that. Um, They've drank it, and they've been fooled. But I think even more than this, they've watched... What is now considered acceptable behavior, and they have taken, and they are now okay. We are now speaking to one another in a way, I think, as a result of COVID, in a manner in which we've never talked to each other. Yeah. Like, we just treat each other like crap. We have very- It goes li- back to just being a decent human yeah, being. Yeah, I mean, we have very little regard for, like, I don't know how to fix your life, but here's what I know. Quit worrying about other people's problems. Yeah. You know, quit worrying about their problems. Go to church. Read your Bible. Pray. Spend time in prayer. Eat a balanced diet. Work out. Raise your kids. I mean, that's, here's what what I have to tell you. I do those six things. And listen, I don't have time. Dude, you're banging your mic around. Would you I know, stop? I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I don't have time. You've been sitting here for like two hours. I don't have time to do anything else. Yeah. And I think that's the lesson. If I was to help somebody today, I think that's the greatest lesson well, I've learned in my dad's death. Okay. Is that at the end of the day, like, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so said this, or so-and-so, so-and-so's doing this, or hey, did you see? No, I didn't see. I'm on Twitter it's about it. I don't really scroll Facebook anymore. I do get on every morning and send everyone who had a birthday a happy birthday note because that's what my dad did. Mm. And I never really did that. But other than that, you know, I I think that my my priority, the first thing I do is do my quiet time. Second thing I do, journal and pray. I go through my chronological Bible. I go for a run. I take my kids to school. I try to limit how much bluebell I eat. And I don't have time to do anything else. And what I think this COVID crisis has done is it's driven us to an appropriate, what we think is an appropriate means of like asking someone their vaccination set. Have you ever asked someone, hey, have you ever had chicken pox? No. Like, this is none of your business. I do remember being a kid, What's though. What's your medical history? I do remember being a kid, though, and Heart being worried about getting chicken pox. It was pretty hey, funny. Do you ever, have you ever walked up to someone in a store and said, can you tell me all the surgeries you've ever had? What medication are you currently on? It's none of your business. And why, why give up? You only get 24 hours in a day, and you're only a dash in the, in the timeline called history. Why are you going to choose to spend your time worrying about someone else's problems? Why? Mm. Take care of your family. Take care of the people in your life. Grow in your relationship with the Lord and know that you're you're just a dash. You're nine, I'm 1982 to whatever. Yeah. 
Impact is what I did with my dash. What are you, what are you doing with your dash? My guess is Sherman what, series. What most of us are riding in the gap right there. It's not kingdom things. Mm. And if you'd be about those kingdom things, you know, I, I think a perfect example is while all this media hype is, has happened, uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, fentanyl is the leading cause of death of adults now. You know where fentanyl comes from? The open border. You know what nobody talks about? The open border. Like, there's other problems going on in the world. And we've just become mm. so consumed with this and treating people poorly. And so, uh, yeah, you're right. This is longer than we wanted to discuss. And, so and, consumed uh, with this week. I, I, are we going to be able to talk about the other things we want to oh, talk yeah, about? Yeah, if you'll quit grabbing your microphone and yanking it around. What are you talking studio, about? I'm just doing this right Leave here. it alone. I can't help it. All of those of you, I'm, I'm listening to it right here. I'm watching it. The, pe- pe- the people who are going to listen are going to be so annoyed by you this time. <sighs> this time? <laughs> just, just this time? I mean, there it goes again. Oh, leave it alone. <laughs> You're acting like you. This is why no one listens to our podcast. That's not, uh, that's not true. You want to talk I, about Antonio Brown? Eh, he's too much. I don't even know <laughs> if he's worth conversating about. But It's a great story. It's a pretty <laughs> It's pretty funny. Like, I'm skiing down a mountain and all. I go to sit down, chill, get on Twitter, and I'm thinking, and I see, oh, Antonio Brown leaves mid-game. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> leaves mid-game, half naked. Half naked. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot there. I try to figure out what's the, what's the takeaway. I don't know the truth, though. Like... Okay, I'll, I'll... Well, I'll. well. so I've heard two different stories. Okay. I've heard that, that he was asked to go in. He didn't want to go in. I've heard, and this is why... I've heard two reasons why he didn't go in. One, he wasn't getting the ball enough. That's one of the reasons I heard. The other reason I heard was that he was dealing with an injury, and he didn't want to go in and risk injury. Those well, are the two things that I heard. The timeline is a bit complex. Okay. I think here's the issue. Antonio Brown's background... <laughs> doesn't give him a lot of benefit of the doubt. True. Okay, Antonio Brown was a highly sought-after player. Uh, December 2018, he was deactivated from the Steelers roster. Week 17, that's the end of the season, after throwing a ball at a teammate in practice. In February, he met with the owner. Both sides agreed to move on. And so in March, he's traded to the Raiders for a third, fifth-round pick, and he signs a monster contract. July comes. He's placed on the non-injury list. Because frostbite during cryo. August comes around. He misses training camp because the NFL has said his helmet no longer meets their concussion guidelines. He's mad. Uh, he loses his mind. September comes around and he posts this super bizarre Instagram video demanding his release. He then goes in September of 2019, signs a $15 million deal with the Patriots. That's $15 million for one year. Yeah. You're like, okay, the, if the Patriots can do anything. The next day, his trainer, Brittany Taylor, accused him of sexual assault. Sports Illustrated had all these other deals. So by the 20th, September 20th, he makes it 11 days with the Patriots. They release him. He gets no money. 15 mil gone because he's released. January of 2020, felony burglary and battery Pleads no contest, avoids jail time. July 31, he gets suspended eight games for personal conduct policy. So October of 2020 comes wrong. He signs with the Buccaneers. He catches five passes, touchdown, and the Bucs win the Super Bowl. So they re-sign him. This dude, why? Because we talk about it all the time. 
if your talent is greater than your problems. Then December 21, he suspended three games for violating the COVID protocols because he said he was vaccinated, but he had a fake vaccination card. Hilarious, by the way. And so then it brings us to January I don't hate him on that one. Here is the, from what I can gather, here's the truth. Uh, Bruce Arians asked him to go into the game. Yep. He says, in very hard-to-understand English, he says, my ankle's not healed. Bruce Aaron says, you're cleared to play. Now, Antonio Brown had been out for six weeks with an ankle injury. That is true. Antonio Brown has also released text messages with Bruce Arians where he sent pictures of his ankle. And Bruce Arians is like, well, come to the facility. We'll check you out. If you can't play, you can't play. We get it. We just want you to be healthy. However, Saturday night, Antonio Brown also had an OnlyFans model into his hotel room. He hooked up with her recorded it and wanted her to post it on her OnlyFans account so that how you find this information so he could be famous he then uh he then is like hey spend the night and she's like okay he says i just have to be at a meeting with tom brady at 6 a.m. and she's like oh heck no I'm not trying to sneak past security, get arrested, whatever, when you're meeting with Tom Brady. So she bolts that night. The next day, he famously is asked to go into game. He takes off all his equipment, takes off his shirt. He's literally half naked, running across the end of that life field while a play is going on on the other sideline. He then went up the tunnel, got into a police car, and was escorted to the airport where he caught a plane and probably, I guess, just went back to Florida. I would have went back to Florida. Um, You know, I, here's what <laughs> I think. He's too much work, you know Here, what I'm saying? Here's what I think is, uh, here's what I'll say about this. And, and I think the best thing we can take away from it, this is the danger of never being able to be truthful with people. You know, I, I think Antonio Bryant needs help. Brown. I mean, Antonio Brown. I think he needs help. I think he's needed help. But his talent has been good enough that he's been passed along. And the reason I think it's worth talking about is because he's not alone. Yeah. He's not the only one. Yeah. We all know people, and we all deal with people every day in the church in our office, on our sports teams, some are other believers, some aren't, who've never ever in their life given a friend permission to speak hard truth to them. We all know people. And I think Antonio Brown is a poster child for that situation to say, I remember, I don't know if you do, I remember when he he released the Instagram video of, hey, he got his release from the Raiders. And he's like running around his yeah, backyard. Yeah, yeah, he's on yeah. the phone with his, I think he's on the phone with his grandma. Grandma, okay. Yeah, right. And he's like, gee, Ma, we got it. We got it. I mean, he clearly doesn't have anyone in his corner. The agent's the last person to have in your corner. Because yeah. that guy's paychecks depend upon your paycheck. But no matter who you are, whether you're Antonio Brown, whether you're Antonio Smith, you know. If your life, 
if there's not people in your life who have permission to tell you hard truth, mm. I'll just tell you this. You're headed for disaster at some point. It's also a good thing you listen to this podcast. We tell you hard truth. Hard truth. And you can hit us on and a, some opinion. You could always hit us on a Twitter. Hit, tell, tell them the Twitter handle. It's the DW at, capital it's at, at the DW capital T capital D capital W underscore podcast with that, a capital that made no P. Sense. Yes. The with a capital T. It doesn't matter. Capitalization doesn't matter on the Twitter handle. Oh, it doesn't? No. All right. Well, the, 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 at the, DW <laughs> underscore podcast. You'll be able to find us. The link is also this in my should. bio of my Twitter. It should be in yours, but you probably don't know how to do it. So, David, have, have has the DW podcast actually tweeted since we've had an account? I like a lot of things. I follow it, but I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, but the, also the issue is is that I've given you the login and you haven't logged in. Here's the deal. I already it's a manage, team effort. I already manage multiple Twitter accounts because I manage the church's social media account, which you don't have to do as well. So I, you got to ask me. If you ask me, I'd do it. I'll help you. No, I asked you to run the DW podcast. So no. here's the thing. You could take a soundbite from last week's episode if you had listened to it. That would have been something to post, you know? I like to I post a podcast. Well, I know. But you should listen to the podcast because Adam Beck did a great job filling in. I believe you. it. I need to listen to it. You're right. Not only I'm did not... he do a great job, he dressed like an adult. What are you talking this about? This is fantastic. I'm literally dressed like you right now. Oh, it's 27 degrees outside. So? You are in your junior high hoodie. Yep. Because I don't care if it gets dirty. I've been working all day. What have you been doing? Laying around. Pretty much. It's our day off. Not for me. It's <laughs> our day off. <laughs> Not for me, homie. Uh, but a lot of good truth there. A lot of good life truth there. What else? Well. What you got over there? There's a good bit. I mean, we could talk about. We could have talked about Aaron Rodgers, but I don't want to dive back into Hey, I don't yes. Wanna, no, no, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to dive back into COVID. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers this way. Because if you go back and check the archives, you, my moronic co-host, tried to do a whole segment on this show at the beginning of the year. I have called, a segment. Is Aaron Rodgers throwing games? Now he sucked for two weeks. Fast forward. Aaron Rodgers, who is now an MVP oh candidate, God. sucked for two weeks. Oh. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play like that. Oh my God! It was very suspicious play. So now the Green Bay Packers. It was are very, the suspicious best team. The very suspicious play. Very suspicious play. Maybe the Chiefs, but they're the best team in the NFC, and Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP. And you, you of all people, were trying to. To, conspiracy to theories. Conspiracy theories put me in a time. weird spot. Dude. But if you're looking, if you're one of those people out there, I think about Ashley Cates. That's why it's called a conspiracy theory, by our the way. Friend Ashley Cates. If you're one of those people out there who you listen to this podcast and you're like, I don't, I don't do sports. Aaron Rodgers is the guy for you. I mean, this guy is fantastic. He said it like it is, man. Okay, so there's 50 voters who determine the NFL MVP. And he goes on and says, basically... Well, the dude calls him a bum. What they're trying to or the do... Dude, the dude says that he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers because, because he's not vaccinated. He's not vaccinated. So that Aaron Rodgers drops the, one of the greatest lines of the NFL season. One of the greatest quips ever, bro. He says, hey, bum. they're trying to find... They need to add another V to the award. What the writers really want is the most valuable vaccinated, vaccinated player. Oh, it was great. It's great. It was great. So if you're one of those people out there and you're like, hey, 
Aaron Rodgers. Famously, you would Good know Aaron Rodgers. He's hosted Jeopardy. He's on yeah. State Farm. Rodgers! Now it's like the Rodgers rate and Pat Mahomes. But they moved on from Aaron Rodgers probably because he's... No, no, he's still there. He's oh, still yeah, there. Okay, yeah. okay. Remember when he got... When he missed the game and he was under all the pressure, like State Farm was one of the first people to come out and say, hey, we're not dropping him. We're not going anywhere. Good times. Good times. We got a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that we just didn't get to. Some NIL news. A&M landing the number one recruiting class. Money, 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 money. We'll have to come, we'll have to come back to that. We'll but Monday that night, there. big, big night. Monday night, the Are Alabama you gonna finally apologize to Crimson Nick Saban? Tide take on the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia favored by two and a half. I don't know how that happened. Who did Nick Saban have to pay to get Vegas? To I'm so glad. Georgia? Rat poison, baby. It's going to be delicious again. Hey, we're going to try this one more time. We tried it in the past. You were an epic failure. Do you have a highly educated, unbiased prediction for the game? I mean, it's it, it's always going to be biased, but I think it's also truthful. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. Georgia hasn't beaten Alabama in over almost. It's been like five thousand days. Right, so what do you since, got? Since '09, Georgia has not beaten Bama. What happened? Saban has got their number. They are underdogs. Alabama has not lost a game being an <laughs> underdog. By the way, that's a great stat. I've actually won those games by seventeen points or more. The games that went say were underdogs. So by that alone, Georgia it's not looking good for Georgia. Okay, one is Nick Saban. You can never doubt Nick Saban. You've got to get got to give Nick Saban the benefit of the doubt that he's going to have his team ready. And so I think Alabama comes out. I think it'll be closer. I think it'll be closer than the SEC championship game. I think I think it's in the ballpark of Alabama by ten or thirteen. Oh, one of those two. Let me tell you. But I you're going to sit there and go Georgia by 10. I am so. because of all the things you just said. All, I you said this last time. We could go back to the podcast. We could. And you said this last I time. I was wrong last you time. You are literally, I was wrong you are last literally time. every person that just throws a spitball prediction out there and hopes that you're right so that you'll look smart when you are. That's not true. That's very true. No, because Georgia's favored. Who cares that Georgia's favored? Well, then they that's were not fa- a spitball prediction. They were prediction. favored and then got destroyed. Exactly. And I'm just saying. And I said that's was a shocking upset. That was a that was a huge shocking win. Shocking for you. No, that was a huge win shocking for Alabama. For you. What I fear. I was not shocked. I watched the semifinal game. Did the Alabama offense look great? Yeah, but here's Yes the, or no. I didn't so I didn't I didn't get to watch. Oh. I'm driving kids. Okay. Well driving kids. How many catches did Williams have? I think he had two catches for six yards. Okay. Cincinnati's got two of the best corners in okay. the league. I mean, maybe you're right. But maybe. But here's also the thing. Maybe. People are saying Alabama didn't look that good. Well, then what are you saying about Cincinnati? I think Cincinnati was a good ball club. I agree. I think Cincinnati's a better ball club than Michigan. I agree. And both te- both games were 21-point games. I think Cincinnati came and they played their best. I think they played a really good game. They held Alabama 27 points. I mean, I, I really do think – Cincinnati deserved to be in the playoffs. It sucked that they it sucked that they fell in at four and they had to line up with the number one ranked team. But nonetheless, like if they play Michigan, here's what I'm gonna it do. Might be a different story. Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna say. 
I have a feeling, I just have a bad feeling in my gut that Georgia's going to win this. And you might be right. This feels a and lot like right. a couple years ago when Alabama lost the SEC championship. Georgia threw everything at them in that game and beat them. Alabama kind of played it close to the vest, came back, and beat them in the national championship game. That kind of feels like that. Like, did we get Bill Bro- Bill O'Brien's what best you about? shot? Alabama in- hadn't lost to Georgia since 09. No, I'm just saying, in the SEC championship game, I'm sorry, when Alabama didn't get to play in the SEC championship you, game okay. and then came back and won the SEC championship, did we get Bill O'Brien's best game plan in the SEC championship game? I don't know, okay? As a Texans fan, I don't have high hopes. And if you would be honest, you would say the same thing because you said at dinner that if the Jacksonville Jaguars hire Bill O'Brien as their head coach, you're out and as you're, head coach. you're transferring Nick to Saban the Dolphins. Nick Saban is the head coach of Alabama, and Nick Saban's going to get what Saban he wants. But Nick Saban doesn't call the offensive plays. But he gets Only what he Bill wants. O'Brien does. So here's what I'm going to say. If, if. You're saying Nick Saban doesn't have pool? Not on the offensive plays, not for the national championship game. It's in three days. Ain't nothing Nick Saban can do right now. It's all in Bill O'Brien's hands. I'm pretty hands. sure Nick's. I, I would have bet. I would bet a lot of. I don't have a lot of money, but I'd bet some good money that Nick Saban sat Bill O'Brien down before that SEC championship game. Exactly. And said, hey, bro, something's got to change. But maybe. And what I'm saying is, and then did we get Bill O'Brien's best? Was that the best he had in did the SEC championship play, game? Yes. Did he play all his cards? Because. Kirby but Smart. I also think what you saw is is a is an exploit is is Bama exploiting what Georgia hasn't been testing Correct. all year. But Kirby Smart will fix that. Is passing. Kirby Smart will fix they that. They can't rush the passer. They can't get to the quarterback. Kirby they Smart had will zero fix that. sacks. And that's why I'm going to say there are going to be defensive adjustments that Georgia comes with, and if Bill O'Brien can anticipate them, and here's the deal: if Bryce Young does not have to improvise run for his life if he is he he hits third step when he hits ball comes out the line protects then I think Alabama will win but if Bryce Young has to look like Deshaun Watson 2.0 scramble for his life improvise make something happen he's going to be able to keep Bama in it because he's that good of a player but they can't win they can't win if the game plan isn't sufficient. They didn't run the ball well against Cincinnati, which has been their problem all year. They managed to run it well against Georgia in right. the SEC championship game. That's got to happen again. It's got to happen again. Well, And if Alabama can do that, I think we're going to know in the first quarter. I don't know what the score will be in the first quarter. I have a feeling this could be one of those things where it's, like a low it's, a, it's a field goal game at the end. But – and and maybe Georgia kicks a field goal to win. I think George, I think a three point game either way is a win for Alabama, because Georgia has everything to lose. I mean, it, this is this literally is the 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 greatest game of Kirby Smart's entire career. Yeah. I mean, all the pressure on. The, if Nick Saban loses this national championship, no one's going to care. Right. He's still the he's still the greatest. This Alabama team will reload and will be back next. Like the pressure is on Georgia, so. I think even a close loss is still a win for Bama. But at the end of the day, if through the first quarter you're able to see the ball coming out quick, hitting receivers, being able to run the ball, then I think Bama has what it takes to win. No well, doubt. And you're right. And here's here's the deal. It's going to be a good game regardless. I don't care. This is what I think I make people mad. 
I'm consistent. It doesn't bother me. If Alabama loses, guess what? I'm gonna wake up the same time. No, I'm wake up you the said you can't even watch the game at other people's houses because just was... because of how I act. <laughs> but the result, the result doesn't like, like I'm not gonna be like it's just gonna be that. Like okay, we'll reload and be back next well, year. We can't wait, and we will recap the big game next Friday. We hope to have y'all. Bronson doesn't even want to watch with me. That's not true. I've got basketball practice. I, I was going to grill burgers at D-Max house, and we were going to watch the game on his comfy couches. Uh, basketball practice. You can't come after? Yes, we're going to come after. I'm pretty sure that's the plan. Okay. I'm bringing my girl. All right. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a good time. We'll recap it next time. Um, big plans for the weekend. I'm sleeping in tomorrow. Nice. Not me. It's like midnight. So, you know. It is not midnight. It's 9 o'clock. <laughs> Feels, feels like, like midnight. <laughs> feels, I'm not as old as I used to be. Uh, but we uh, we hope it's been a good show for you. Hey, we hope you'll continue to support it, like it, share it. Go follow us on Twitter. Uh, hopefully David will tweet at some point, and, uh, and it'll be a good time. Or just follow us on Twitter. I'm Bronson underscore Stewart. Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave, baby. Over there. And, uh, you know, maybe today we were dangerously wrong. I definitely think David was at times. But the more we go along, maybe, just maybe, we're dangerously right. What we'd like you to do, dig in the data yourself. Make your decisions. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next time on the Dangerously Wrong Podcast.